Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Back to another edition of the Blue Turf with me, as always, Eric Bergrud. This is Thabell from the Blue Testament for now. All right, Eric, we have a couple of games to talk to, one past, one future. Um, you said the Comets needed to get a point in Milwaukee. They got a point in Milwaukee. You you told them what to do. They'll actually listen this time. The episode's done. We can go on to other things, That No, <laughs> uh, sure, would have been helpful if they had won that game, yes, but they battled back being down. And so they showed two games in a row in Milwaukee. They can find themselves down by multiple goals and keep crawling their way back. So that is really important to set the stage for the playoffs. And uh, I keep harping on that, but ultimately that's what it comes down to. So, so that was successful, but they're still going to need to win in the playoffs. So unfortunate for them that they battled back, to eight eight and then lost it in, in overtime. And we've seen this this show more than once already this year. Yep. Four overtime losses. You would you would like to see more wins, but there, there's a couple benefits in this. First of all, it's absolutely critical to get any point that you can at this point in this season because now you're playing against all Eastern Conference opponents. So check they did that. Second, you might recall the first time Milwaukee played in Kansas City this year. Milwaukee took that game to overtime and grabbed a point from the the Comets. The Comets have basically grabbed that point back. And so they're they're kind of even now, which is good for the Comets. And so every game moving forward, 
you absolutely need to get three points at home. You need to get points on the road. Three would be ideal. Two would be okay. One is satisfactory. Zero doesn't help you at all. Yeah, and they're putting themselves at least in a decent position in the playoffs. Obviously, they would want to be higher in the standings. 13 games played, 17 points. They're in third place. Above them is Florida, 12 games, 20 points. Milwaukee, 10 games, 21 points. It's probably not likely they're going to catch Milwaukee unless something really goes to crap for Milwaukee or Kansas City just goes on an amazing run. But they're in a good spot where Baltimore and Utica with both 11 games, uh, 13 points and 11 points respectively, as long as Kansas City maintains a good pace, they will stay in that third spot area, I would say. But they they have to maintain that pace. Well, it, it, you look at ahead at the schedule, St. Louis, you didn't mention, they're currently in sixth place. That's going to be a big game for both teams coming up on, on Saturday night. But Kansas City's looking at back-to-backs with Florida. Baltimore comes into the schedule pretty soon, too. And so all these teams that are kind of clumped together put Utica aside because the Comets don't play Utica this season. But ultimately, Comets can – take care of their own destiny for lack of a better term by, by winning, not only a cable Dom arena, but winning on the road as well. Or at least snatching points. I'm not even going to say win yep. on the road. Win on the road would be great, but at least taking points. That critical, totally critical at this, at this juncture. But yeah, like you said, they're going to face St. Louis a couple of times, Florida, I think three times. Um, so, so St. Louis one more time. That's, that's this week. And then they have games coming up, uh, the, the next home game is Florida. They've got an at Florida game too, but you're going to see Baltimore coming in the, the equation. We haven't seen Baltimore yet this season and uh, still need to f- finish up with, with a game at Milwaukee. So actually games, both places there, one game in Kansas city that's coming up February. The it's like the 25th or the 26th, whatever that Sunday is. And then uh, a, a, one more game there. These are all critical. And you, and you have to think all three points at home all the way forward the rest of the season with uh with the how the comets came back in this last game they've they've done this a couple times now and we've talked about how the, they missed players early in the season they're getting players back etc do you feel like they're rounding into form a little bit i mean not what we thought they could be maybe but are they on that improvement level well, if you want to revisit some of our themes this year where are the goals coming from so because of injuries, player availability, et cetera, coach Leo Gibson had to play player Leo Gibson at defender last game. So he kind of took him out of the, uh, took himself out of the target situation and up stands uh, Rion Marks who scores four goals. And so that's two consecutive four goal games from your, from your top target forward. That's a really good sign because you know, that midfielders, defenders, the goals are going to be sprinkled in. We're seeing consistency from Ray Lee on that back line scoring. And so they have the pieces there. I think it's, you want to see the consistency of scoring. And we we said earlier, you're not going to win too many games scoring only four goals uh, per game. And, and the last several games, they've gotten past that, putting up a lot of points. Problem is you're not going to win many games giving up nine. And so- right it's a balance as, as you go on the hunt for goals, not getting countered. I thought that what was uh, really intuitive on uh, the Win and Kramer's broadcast uh, for the wave on 
Sunday was talking about how both teams want to play transition. Milwaukee wants to counter and score. Kansas City wants to counter and score. Something's got to give, and and seventeen goals is quite a bit. Yeah, no doubt. I'm gonna I'm gonna disagree with you a little bit. You said Ray Lee is being consistent. He scored five goals, I believe, but it's been in two what, games. What I mean is, it recently the goals okay have ticked up. This is what I meant by that. We're starting to see him getting into space, getting that left foot cranked up. And uh, the last couple of games, we've seen Tetsane get into space on his left. We've seen Ray Lee get into the space and uh, a little bit of free kick trickery from the Comets where everybody's expecting John Sosa to take a free kick and uh, they they get a little creative, have Lucas Sosa find Ray Lee to the side of the box and and drills one home. And, and so the Comets are trying not to be too, too predictable on, on their, their set pieces. And, and I think that you're starting to see the results on offense. Uh, you mentioned Rian Marks. Uh, he got four goals, uh, all of them in the second half. The the goal to to tie it up, I believe, to take it to overtime. Uh, he's a guy who's struggled not being quite back in shape, and you know, having an injury this year. He's looking better each game. Even when he didn't score, he was looking more dangerous. Uh, I would say he's getting that consistency now. Having, like you said, you you're going to get those goals from midfield and defense, which they've been living on most of this season or barely surviving on this most of the season. But now you're starting to get them from those forwards and a lot of different places that obviously opens up more chances for everybody. I think so too. I, I, regardless of the scoreline, I thought Neto was terrific on, on Sunday, kept them in the game. And uh, every game it's, it's something you don't expect Definitely didn't expect what happened to, to James Togba at, at Cable Dom Arena. They knew they were going to have to play without him, and they knew they were going to have to make adjustments. It's going to be interesting heading into the St. Louis game because yet another adjustment. John Sosa on a video review picked up a, a blue card, and now because of point accumulation, he's suspended for that game. And so he knew he was sitting on the point accumulation line and and ultimately – he, the card was going to come sometime. It came in Milwaukee, and so they'll be without their uh, special teams guru on uh, Saturday night. You think he got that blue card because he put his head down and charged? Yeah, I th- I think so. I think that they – I think they were looking at – so Milwaukee challenged it, right, whether Huffman actually done an infraction. And, and I think the referees, if you look at the video – you can't really see much that Huffman did, and and that's the decision that they made. And you know, it is what it is. Yeah, it was. I think that's probably one that either neither should have got one or both should have got one. I guess. Uh, well, both got them. Yep. So there you go. All right. Speaking of Mr. Huffman and his uh, most quotable phrase, now, what'd you think of a? Uh, the Milwaukee fans with all the signs and shirts and banners uh, expressing their love for Kansas city. So, so there's been a lot of banter between Kansas city and Milwaukee fans and, and some Milwaukee fans are besides themselves because they, they can't understand why Kansas city fans would object to this. So, so, so maybe a little bit of differentiation. I think that Kansas city fans on this Sunday believed that the team was 
endorsing this. The team was passing out signs. Milwaukee fans made it clear, oh, no, 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 this wasn't the team. This was a fan-orchestrated effort. So be it, right? One of those signs did make its way onto the field and was displayed by by number nine, and, and ultimately the league will decide whether that's anything or not. But what I've noticed is it's like when you're on the playground and somebody wants to pick a fight with you and you're really not interested and they can't understand why you're acting that way. Yeah. There, there are Milwaukee fans that are like, Hey, let's, let's amp this up. And so now you make signs in Kansas city attacking us. And I, I don't think there's a lot of interest in Kansas city to do that. And, and I, I think there's some Milwaukee fans that don't get it. Ultimately, a lot of this involves the longstanding relationship between Comets fans and and number nine, Derek Huffman. And the rest of this stuff is just sort of like on the periphery. And so he didn't play in this most recent game at Cable Dom Arena that took down the temperature, I think, of that one quite a bit. I would be very surprised not to see Huffman for the uh, February return match at Cable Dom Arena. How fans choose to react that day will be telling but as i explained to some milwaukee fans in in one of the online chats from from the team's perspective from the broadcast perspective we plan on calling the game and focusing on the game right in fact i think i'll share this with you publicly here thad our original plan we nick and i nick vasos and i typically do a spotlight player on each team at the start of the broadcast we were going to spotlight huffman but not in in a really derogatory way. It was just going to be what's going to happen here on the field. And you know, he can bring goals and that was going to be it. He didn't make the trip. And then we wound up deciding safely to pick Ian Bennett, who has now scored in 40 straight games. But the original plan was to say, let's talk about Derek Huffman, but not about. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline this latest controversy but more focused on what does he bring on the field he scored two goals against the comets he loves to play against the comets and can milwaukee leverage that and should he play this game in february whether or not we spotlight him at the beginning that will be our message is what does Derek huffman bring to that team that's going to help them win games oh yeah and i wouldn't really expect anything different from you guys that's i mean you're professional at this and you're not going to try to amp up some um rivalry or some non-existent thing or something like that uh, 
and there's there's no doubt Huffman is a quality player. He's talented. He's he's good. He can score goals. He can defend. He's he has all that. It's the extra stuff that obviously brings a lot of discontent, hatred, all that. Well, and and there's so much back and forth between Kansas City Milwaukee fans. Well, your player said this. No, your player said that. And and ultimately, you're not going to find the original sin because nobody's going to be able to say, well, remember back at the 1991 NPSL game at at uh, Municipal Auditorium when so-and-so did? Nobody's going to remember that. But just say that there's animosity uh, between the franchises. I think that's safe to say. But ultimately, the Comets need to focus on playing the game and, and try to tune out what else is happening. I thought one of the, the funniest moments of the game on Sunday was a kid behind the bench had the sign but had to turn backwards, and Benji Monreal turns around and tries to correct the kid <laughs> so, so that the, the, the message is facing the players and facing the field. So I think that the players took it, the Comets players took it with a, a grain of salt and a sense of humor. Uh, what the fans choose to do, the fans are going to choose to do. At the uh, the last game when Milwaukee was down here, when Huffman wasn't here, there right after the game, there was a couple of fans that were uh, right on the front row, right in the path where the where the wave would be going off the field, chanting "Milwaukee sucks, Milwaukee sucks," right? And but but wait, one of the uh, wave player looks over at him, and they all crack up laughing, and yeah. he comes over and talks to him, gives him a hug. Ian Bennett come actually walks over, gives him a hug. They weren't serious; it was it was all a joke to them. It, there was no actual right. animosity; it was just a big right. joke. It wasn't any hatred, right? So that was just a, I thought it was a funny little moment. I was actually waiting to see if like there was something going to happen. So I was going to, you know, get a picture of like, you know, player striking a fan or something. No, it was all hugs and love, man. Well, and you know, if, if you're just mocking that and saying, well, you say art, say one thing about our team. So we're going to parrot it the other way. That's one thing, but you know, if you're going to go down that road, be a little bit more creative about it. Don't just copy what's said about you find something to, to take it, to, to a different level or be, be a little bit more subtle and cute about it. But um, they were, they were laughing about it while they were chanting. So it was, it was good. That's good. Um, All right. Let's see what, anything else we need to cover from the wave game. Um, Well, other than they, they remain in first place. What's been interesting is Florida was in first place, but Milwaukee beat Florida the night before that Milwaukee Kansas City game in a you know, sort of an interesting end where Florida ran out of time the ball didn't cross the line before uh zeros hit on the clock and Florida's been struggling lately Florida lost it uh this weekend Baltimore lost this weekend Harrisburg Heat all of a sudden was 1 and 8 now they're 3 and 8 having uh one back-to-back home games and and everybody's looking at Harrisburg and and saying, "Hey, what happened to you?" And uh, rumors about a trade between Florida and Harrisburg all over the place. It has not been confirmed. The only thing that has been confirmed on air by Harrisburg is that they've sent a player to Florida, and that's it. And we haven't heard for what or for whom. But you could probably get in a bunch of the MASL fan groups and figure out who the for whom is, and. That'll be interesting to see what impact that has on Florida, both as a team uh, psyche and performance on the field, 
and conversely Harrisburg, which all of a sudden finds themselves two points behind St. Louis, the sixth place team. And so if I'm St. Louis coming into this weekend, that's a good segue, I think, into this weekend. I may be looking behind my shoulder and thinking we need points badly. They went into Mexico last weekend and 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 came back with zero points. To be fair, most American teams go into Mexico most and come back with zero points. Most recently, Tacoma, Dallas had that. The only team you would expect to walk in there easily and grab points is San Diego. Empire has a couple games coming up this week, but that was a difficult stretch for St. Louis. And now they find themselves seven points behind the Comets with two games in hand. This is the last chance to make up points head to head with the Comets. And so you think that they're going to have to pull out something to get points here at Cable Dom Arena. Yeah, they, they are under pressure probably as much or more than anybody at this point this weekend. But there's an opportunity that if, if you think, Without Togba and without John Sosa, there's not a lot of depth right now at defender. And so the Comets are going to have to adjust. And then it makes it that much more critical that goals are coming from Marks, from Lucas Sosa, from Tetsane, from other people, because Leo's most likely forced to play defense, maybe score on a, on a, on a power play, but he's going to have to hold back. And, and and play true defense uh, most of the game. Yeah, which is something he's done quite a few times in his life, actually. Even as good as a 40 is, he he spent a couple years at, at defense on the Comets. He did. I, I uh, got into it with a Milwaukee fan. I should stop doing this. So I got into it with a Milwaukee fan during the chat, uh, the Twitch chat on, on Sunday who was making fun of Leo's defense. And I'm like, he got into the league as a defender. So, yeah, yeah. I, that's a fact. You might not like his defense, but he has experience playing it. And um, there you go. Yeah, there's he's he's got experience playing it. He's played it before. I mean, he he was he played it in outdoor. He played it in indoor. He's wise beyond his years, and there's a lot of years there. But that is perhaps if he's not at his best as a defender, he hasn't played it regularly, and he he is seasoned, to put it well, nicely. It, so the other interesting challenge he has wearing his multiple hats is um, your uh, colleague, Mike Kuhn from uh, the Blue Testament pointed out after that Milwaukee game that Leo now has 322 all-time goals in Kansas City that includes regular season and playoffs. And that put him puts him 11 behind Kevin Ketters for the all-time record in Kansas City. Makes it a little bit harder to break the record anytime soon if he's on the back line. Right. And so... It, if the Comets were looking forward to a Leo watch over the next couple of games, they may need to extend that quite a bit longer than they anticipated. Yeah, I would uh, I would actually be pretty surprised if he doesn't maybe catch up to that this year, but with his uh, scoring not quite the pace it's been in the past, and then, like you said, having to play defense, that will slow it down a wee bit. Let's see. Uh, anything else we would – We've talked about you know missing a couple of players for the comets, the the ambush needing to get points. Uh, we'll probably have Kevin Ellis in town, who is you know the other, probably the number two villain in Comets' hearts at this point. Uh, anything you expect from from them in that regard? 
if I were an ambush fan, I would want to see a team playing with desperation. What I mean, I mean, desperation in a positive way, chasing every ball, trying to get goals in, in every possible way on, on power plays, on penalty kills, wherever it comes from. I want to see guys running all across the field. They, they get continued production from Christo, who had a hat trick here earlier this season, scored down in Mexico. I caught part of the game at Monterey, and, and he looked effective there. Yahich back in the lineup. I think it's just going to be interesting to see what 16 they bring to Kansas City. And they've demonstrated in St. Charles that they can go toe-to-toe with the Comets and beat them. Question is, can they do that at Cable Dom Arena, where they have traditionally struggled. All right. The uh, the other highlight this weekend is the media, celebrity, whatever you want to call it, game at halftime. I, I will be in it. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Which team are you on? I've heard that I'm on Vasos. Well, yeah. hey, that, that would be the team I would pick to win. Not knowing who's on there, I just I have to go with my broadcast partner. So once again, Team Vasos, Team Serrano. And uh, it's always interesting to come see who comes out there to have a good time versus who comes out there to, to win. And uh, it'll, it'll be fun for the fans in the arena to, to check out a, a, a wide range of not only media representatives, but soccer I guess you call them soccer media. So, so the traditional media, right? Yeah. Like TV, radio, but then the soccer media as well. Put them all together and see what happens. Yeah, I've I've not heard, I've not seen the the rosters. I've just heard a couple of names, but I uh, I know one of my compatriots from the Blue Testament. It should be on my team also, and there might be some on the other team. I don't really know at this point. So, I guess you'll have to stay tuned to Comet social media to uh, figure out who your lineups are. Yeah, that's a, and and when you talk about who goes out to have fun and who goes out to take it seriously, I don't step on the field that I don't take it seriously. Yep, so I try to have fun too, but yeah. Yep, no, it's all about winning, right? Winning yeah. and and not embarrassing yourself in front of thousands of people. I've already done that in my life so many times. It was a, it was a sporting media game last year, and I was trying to push my opponent who could run much faster than me at this point in my life. And so I got a little bit overbalanced, ended up doing a little roll, laid flat on the turf at Children's Mercy Park for a couple seconds and absorbed in the laughs and then got back up and started trying to play again. So there you go. There you go. I I think that's going to be a fun halftime critical game for the Comets because this is a game, at least on paper, you would think they would win but they absolutely need every point they can get at home. And, and after they get past St. Louis first opportunity for us to see Florida and Florida is a team that started off really, really hot. They were in first place and uh, not going so well recently, bit of turmoil on the field, off the field. And, uh, and, and they need points too, if they want to keep up with Milwaukee. But you talked about the Comets being potentially slotted third. There is an opportunity for second here. And if you recall last year, Comets got knocked out by Florida because Florida had a greater seed 
and the Comets had to go down there, lost the the regular game, and then then wound up losing the the extra time game. Kansas City would love to have home field advantage against Florida, and so getting a two seed rather than a three would would be a good victory for them this season. And it is very feasible. Like uh, if they can take care of business in those three games against them, that's very feasible. Not easy, but feasible. Right. All right. Any last words of wisdom for Kansas City Milwaukee fans other than have more fun with the rivalry and chill out a little bit? Don't take don't take too much offense, maybe? Well, yeah, I'd say from Comets fans, yeah, don't take too much offense. I think from Milwaukee fans, stay in your own lane and don't expect that Kansas City fans are going to act any way you want them to act. Ultimately, every fan base has to figure it out for themselves. And yeah, speaking mm-hmm. of fan bases, regardless of what happens on the field, the Comets still lead the league in attendance. And so what is happening in Kansas City seems to be working. Milwaukee's a, a respectable third, but but ultimately you can bring all the signs you want, but signs don't buy tickets. And, and right. that's what it's all about is, is you want those seats full. And and no fan base is monolithic, so not everybody in any fan base is going to be one way or the other. And uh, also, Milwaukee should remember, Kansas City is not the one that fined Huffman or suspended him for what he said. Was not indeed. We will get back on Saturday night, Nate Heron, a big shout out to him, public address announcer. He's been busy lately and uh, got a Nice uh, handoff during the Chiefs AFC Championship game where uh, Jim Nance from CBS Sports sent it up to to Nate, which is always great to see. He did a uh, snow angel and the confetti on the field at at GHE Field at Arrowhead and uh, back for the whole game. I I will appreciate it, not not having to run up and down like I did last game covering for him, but but Nate's terrific and uh, spent a quarter trying to be a PA announcer, you will respect Nate's skills tremendously. And Comets are not playing during the Super Bowl, right? Have we looked at that schedule? Yeah, they play Friday night against okay. uh, Florida. Yeah, so um, I'm kind of peeking ahead. Nobody's playing on Super Bowl Sunday, which I think is smart. smart. Yeah. Really smart because – indoor leagues in the past have tried to go head to head against the Super Bowl and say, Hey, this is our alternative thing. It never turns out well. No, no, it does not. That's uh, not wise. It, it's may not be the same fan bases at all, but for even regular season stuff, but Super Bowl's a different animal altogether. So well, it's telling there's not even any games in Mexico that day. So take that for what it's worth. Absolutely. All right. Uh, Thanks for joining, Eric. We will uh, see you this weekend, and hopefully I won't make too much of a fool of myself again, and we are out. Have some fun. Mm -hmm.